0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This
1: is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN New York.
2: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. So, let's talk about cheating. Or, more specifically, this is as fundamental a parenting question as you can get. How do you teach your young athletes not to cheat? Especially when it comes to sports. Now, this is one very tough question, and that yet as a parent, now more than ever, you have to sit down with your child, and on a repeated basis, you've got to drill into him or her why they should never, ever cheat in sports, or of course, in life. Now You know all the platitudes. If you cheat and you win, it's not really right. You're left with a, with a hollow feeling. Yes, you get the gold medal or the championship trophy, but you know deep down it's not a full or complete success. Why? Well, because you cheated. The problem is, and we live in a society, and I'm not, I'm not going to pass judgment on this, but we live in a culture where, yes, no question, we, we frown heavily on cheating, but we give people lots of second chances. And my concern is, as our children grow up, the kids see and observe and absorb all of this. Kids are not stupid. They see what's going on, and that's what concerns me. You look around in the world of sports, and of course, we start today with Major League Baseball. All the managers who've been let go in recent days due to their involvement in cheating, well, in each press conference that was discussed, each of those individuals they were lauded by their bosses as being wonderful individuals, people with great backgrounds, great baseball credentials, but who made an unfortunate mistake in judgment, or you know, words to that effect. But at the end of the day, they all knowingly cheated in order to win games. And no matter how you slice it, that's why A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora, and Carlos Beltran, Jeff Lunau, they're all out of work today. And my concern is, as this goes out on the airwaves and the media, the next generation of young athletes, well, they're watching all this. And I'm really concerned as to what kind of impression this all has on them. I mean, specifically, will these firings actually serve as a as a meaningful deterrent to kids? I fear not. Why? Because all those guys that just rattled off, all those top players, those top people in baseball, Let's be honest. They're going to be hired back into other jobs within a next year or two. They'll they'll sit out and they'll come back. And this is the way it is in sports in our in our world today. Look around, for example, at the the constant cat and mouse game in the Olympics, where it seems that top athletes are always trying to find a a way to take performance enhancing drugs without being caught. It's cheating. But if they do get caught, and they're suspended for a year or two. We're almost at a point now where it makes, makes no difference. They come back and compete again. In the NFL, the National Football League, we routinely read about a player being suspended for a few weeks due to an illegal substance being found in their system. They're cheating. You understand the player was trying to cheat, correct? Well, they sit out for a few games, and then they're welcomed back. No big deal. They pay their, They paid the punishment. In baseball, back when steroids were everywhere, The players were clearly trying to enhance their performance and raise their game to a higher level. Of course, that's cheating. I mean, now all these guys, and you know who I'm talking about, they all want to get admitted into the Hall of Fame, even though they cheated. And as I tell you, personally, as a former pro ball player who didn't cheat, I just don't think that's right. I was listening to Chris Moore yesterday on the fan, and he was using an expression I thought was pretty clever. We talk about guys like top athletes. Chris referred to him as sort of comparable to being valedictorians who cheat. People at the top of their class who feel compelled to to get an extra edge. And we're talking about guys like like A-Rod and and Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. And, and, you know, let's talk about A-Rod, for example. Here's a guy who shows you how forgiving our culture is. A-Rod, gifted in so many athletic ways. Yet he caved into the to the pressure to use PEDs for not one, but for several years. In short, yeah, he flat out cheated. He said, you know, as his excuse that he felt tremendous pressure and he needed to find a way to make sure that he was always playing at the top of his game. But is that just, you know, just finally being caught at admitting, does that make now everything right and it clears your name? Is that how it works? Yet these days... You know, A-Rod, he's trying to, to reinvent himself uh, as a rising star on network TV. But Alex, why did you cheat? And what would you tell young athletes today? Just, just simply not to follow your example? Is that really enough? I, I don't know about you, but I find the concerns we have about cheating, the mess we're in now with Major League Baseball, I find this all very sort of weak and, and artificial. It's like A-Rod or all these guys, they got nailed, they got caught with a parking ticket, and that's about it. So let's talk this morning about how we can teach and reinforce the message to our kids today that cheating in sports is not acceptable. one 337 6666 that of course is our number. Do we just make the punishments much more severe that kids never ever want to even be tempted? that's something we probably ought to consider again nobody wants to go there nobody no parent wants to ever basically punish their kid for something like this but maybe banning cheating for life that may be the answer because we're just not seeming to get the point across i mean it's something that we are all concerned about we don't have a sense of where this is going but i do know this we have to really focus and educate and teach And repeat and basically let our kids know that no, cheating is not acceptable in any way. And once you get that first lesson across, the second part of it is you understand if you do cheat, there are going to be serious, serious repercussions. Not just the sense of feeling that, well, I saw this is not a really complete win because I know I sort of shaved corners to get ahead, but really to let the kids know that if you do something that is really goes against the basic fundamental of all sports every kid goes into a game thinking that it's an equal level playing field that's all about the performance that counts not about kids who are somehow cheating to find a way to win if we lose that perspective on our kids today and don't understand just how this is going to play out in terms of the long range we are doing a tremendous tremendous disservice to our kids and i gotta tell you Kids love playing sports, but the fact is we're going to have to figure out how we're going to straighten this out. And again, I'm curious this morning to get your thoughts and comments because I think we need to read now to focus on this. There's been so much, obviously, so much discussion in the last few days about the the punishments that are being handed out by Major League Baseball. But the question is, are those punishments enough? And I think, as I said, and I watched, I caution you, your children, your kids, who are watching all this, they're thinking, okay, what does this mean? Uh, this is this something that I could live with if I got caught? Uh, are the gains there that I? It's worth the, the taking a chance and cheating. All right, one eight seven seven three three seven. 66-66. Let me take a timeout. When I return, I won't get into this, friends, so let's get your calls and comments, and we'll talk about this. Stay with me. Welcome back to the Sports Edge, everyone. This is Rick Wolf. We're talking this morning about an essentially important topic, and that is how do we teach to our next generation of young athletes uh, not to cheat? And again, this is as basic a question as you can put forth if you're a parent, uh, not just cheating in sports, but in life in general. Uh, and, and obviously, Amiga, get your thoughts at 1-877-337-6666. Look, we all know that sports, particularly at the professional level, are very, very competitive. Uh, and obviously, with technology uh, becoming even more and more sophisticated, uh, the ease into cheating will probably only become worse. In fact, I'll tell you that some of the feedback I've heard from uh, my contacts in, in Major League Baseball is that every team, not just the Astros or the Red Sox, but every team is feeling forced these days to keep up with what Houston and Boston did in order, if they if these teams want to compete. It's as simple as that. Let's uh, let's start our conversation this morning. Let's go first to uh, let's go to Wally over in Huntington. Hey, Wally. Good morning. You're on the fan.
3: Hi, Rick. How are you?
2: Good. How you doing?
3: Good. I, I was a teacher for many, many years. I always had this one major problem. If a kid in school does something wrong, they deny it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yep. It's later found out that they did do it. So what happens? The kid is punished for the infraction that he was, but he's not been punished for lying. So if they we're teaching them to lie. You get caught?
4: No big deal.
2: Well, I, you know, it's funny, thinking about and uh, doing preparation for the show this morning, I, I, I worry, and I've said this for some time now, you know, most high schools have put into place something called a, a, a code of conduct. And, and this code of conduct is basically sort of maps out uh, the punishments that uh, a high school student, an athlete, would have to endure if they did something that was not right, and, you know, went against the code. The problem is the code of conduct is so – it's very sort of um, – uh, it's graduated in the sense that okay, this is a first offense uh, you lied about it you didn't you broke the rules whatever okay we'll give you a very minor warning or a slap on the wrist if you do it again, the punishment's a little more severe but not too bad the third time it gets a little more serious but you know we we're trying to balance this and I understand that kids uh, you know are being a kid means you do make mistakes that's the whole idea, but the problem Absolutely. is you know, we're in a situation now where, where kids now, to your point, kids lie and lie and lie to defend themselves, and all of a sudden they finally say, well, no, I did, I did do that, and they admit it. Okay, what is the punishment? What are we going to do? And the concern I have is, do, do we make the punishment so so, you know, challenging to the kid that the kid's never going to be tempted ever to take on that, that risk? Well, my,
3: my attitude has always been, just don't lie. Just tell the truth. Because eventually it's eventually going to be found out anyway, so it doesn't yep. matter. And just, just tell the truth, and there'll be no problem. But of course, then a lot of these kids go and they lie, which is, a, a, I, I think, a very normal reaction sometimes to a child. And um, there, there you go. You have no, you have a double whammy there. You know, don't get just a single punishment.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the other concern, too, is, is this, the whole concern about cheating, this, to my way of thinking, this starts when a mom or dad is introducing their youngster to sports, maybe as early as four or five or six years old. Uh, and, you know, the kids at that age, they obviously do want to win. They do have this basic instinct to want to compete. And they realize they can cheat even at a very, very tender age like that. It's, it's sort of incumbent on a mom or dad to say, no, you understand if you're going to play sports or compete, you can't, you can't cut corners and you can't cheat. The question then becomes as those lessons are learned at home. What, right. ha- what happens at school, do the coaches, uh, you know, are the coaches these days, I guess they need to reinforce the same thing to say, we don't cheat in this on this team. We don't do things the wrong way. If we're going to win, we're going to win according to the rules and fair play. So I think we have to sort of go back and sort of really understand that we're at a point in our society where it's not just the, uh, the parents teaching this lesson over and over again, but also the, the teachers and coaches as well, you know? Well, the parents.
3: The parents have to be good examples to see a parent maybe, you know, cheating on their income tax or cheating on their spouse or cheating at the grocery store or whatever. And what is the what is the thing they take away with that?
2: Yeah. And, and, and again, as I, I, I tell parents all the time, the kids are watching all the time. They want to know what's the right thing to do, what's the behavior of my mom and dad, because you are the role models. It's as simple as that. Hey, Wally, th- thank you for the call. Much appreciated. Let's, uh, let's move on to uh, our friend Mike out in East Rockaway. Hey, Mike, uh, I'm interested to get your take on this.
1: Hey, good morning, Rick. Uh, always tune in. It's been 16 years. I'm in Myrtle Beach right now.
2: Oh, is that right? Uh, oh, okay. Months. Yeah. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, I got to call my old coach later. He's west coast of Florida, Bob Hirschfield. Sure. And he, yeah. Oh, yeah, as you played against him. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick, I enjoyed working with kids when I was younger. I played a little D2 college ball. My daughter played fast pitch. My son, three sports, played some college football, wide receiver, nephews played. We all did it and we all knew about, you know, stealing signs, but enough is enough. This has turned into, like I'll, I'll mention to Hirsch, this is a tsunami of, of vibrations and, you know, after effects. Uh, from the college game to the high school game and Little League. You know, what, what, what is a mom and dad to tell their son when they get to a certain age and especially on the big diamond, you know, where you can uh, uh, take a shortcut. It, that, this is really almost as bad, Rick, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Aroid and Roger the Headhunter Clemens with steroids. I hope they never get in, but this is far reaching. And, you know, a mom and dad has to sit down if their daughter or son wants to play. Well, here are the parameters. Here are the parameters, you know.
2: Yeah, Mike, I got to tell you I I again there's been so much uproar understandably about this. Uh-huh. Um but we there's all been focused at the at the you know major league level, at the professional level, and these are grown-ups. These are guys who make a lot of money playing a kids yep. game. And the reason why I felt compelled today to talk about this is that you know it, we're at a, we're at a, a juncture now in our society where our kids are so vulnerable to all this. And they watch
1: everything, like you said, Rick. They soak it up like a sponge. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I'm telling you, Mike, I, I don't really know what we need to do, but I do right. know we have to do something, and I do think it has to be a very deliberate and conscientious kind of approach to sit down with your son or daughter and say, look, this is not right. This is not the way these games are to be played. This is right. how you not only do the games themselves, but the games bring with them a sense of, of dignity and honor. And and the dignity and honor comes from those athletes or opponents, teams compete. And they don't cheat. But at the end of the day, one team is a winner, or one team's a loser, or one individual wins, or whatever. But you know that you've given it your all, and you didn't cut corners, you didn't cheat, you didn't try to right. fake stuff. And and there's an honor about this that I think we're we sort of maybe we need to go back and reinforce to the kids just how important that is, because apparently that lesson's being lost. At least it's being lost at least at, at the big league level. And as we know, this happens in pretty much every sport. with I mentioned the Olympics. You talk about college basketball and bribes right. there. I mean, yep. it's it's really become an epidemic, and I'm also concerned that we don't seem to be putting a stop or a curb to this, because unfortunately, Mike, you know, the punishments are not much of a deterrent. They just don't, no. you know.
1: And you know, Rick, I'll leave you with this. you got other people on deck. Yes. Uh, and some of the owners, you know, of Major League Baseball, do they have a, 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 a deaf ear and a blind eye? And interestingly... Uh, the GM for the Mets, longtime Mets fan, I am, classic games. Uh, and Hinch, the manager for the Astros, played college ball at Stanford, I read. Yeah. So everybody knows, but hey, now this is a tsunami of stuff coming down. Rick, I thank you for the time. Always a
2: pleasure, Rick. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for your thoughts, as always. Uh, you know, this is a real problem, folks. I'm telling you that. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to our friend Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Hey, Jack, good morning. How are you, Rick? I'm good, Jack. You know, um, I, I know what you're going to tell me, because I know that uh, we share a lot of the same philosophy. You're going to tell me this has to do with repetition, repeat, repeat, repeat. And I agree with that. But it's kind of, right now, I'm not sure that the parents or the coaches or teachers are, are drilling this lesson into our children.
5: Well, I'm done with my call then, because you just <laughs> did it.
2: That was very good. Well, this may be the shortest phone no, call but- ever. <laughs>
5: Yeah, well, I doubt that because I'm not getting off. So, um, I taught this in school in my life lessons program. And my two life lessons that were put side by side was yep. what your first caller discussed, cheating and lying. And there are sayings. I'm going to just list one or two of them. If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. Okay? Yep. Now, that's yep. bad enough. That's bad enough. But then the second part of that is, and it's only cheating If you get caught. Yes. So kids go through life thinking, listen, if I don't get caught, I'm cool. Yes. And I read a poll yesterday. You know, when I saw what your topic was, I said, wow, now we're getting into life lesson stuff. And I read a poll yesterday. It was done probably about eight years ago. It was done by the NEA, the National Education Association. And what they did, what they did is they polled 5,000 elementary and middle school kids. Um, um, it was a poll that was done without writing your name. Nobody knew who it was. It was right. just a series of questions. Yep. And one of the questions was, have you ever cheated in your life? And 97% of them said they have cheated in their life at least one time or another. Mm. All right? Yep. 97%. So what happens is, is that kids don't understand that what we're trying to teach them and you know what teaching is a very tough situation because we try to convince them that things are right all right you can't teach a kid you can't say to a kid listen don't do this and they're not going to do it okay dad okay mom i'm not going to do that that's not the case because in life you know every single kid that cheats cheats because they're either being pressured they want to succeed they want to please mommy and daddy All right. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of the times and this is what's serious as a school teacher. A lot of the times when a kid gets caught cheating, the first thing the parent says is, oh, not my kid. You know, so we have to come down to reality and realize that we're all human. We all make mistakes. And once again, what you said, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. you got to speak about it as often as possible. Sue and I were both health teachers and phys ed (laughs) ed teachers. So all the topics in life for kids. Drugs, alcohol, tobacco, cheating All of these things we discussed almost on a daily basis And we did it in a way that our kids didn't even know we were trying to teach them And parents that are not teachers, that are not health teachers That can't talk about cheating and drugs you got to put it into a, in, into a form that the kids say Oh, they jump right in onto, onto the conversation But the solution, and here is the solution And I'm, very, I'm really serious about this You need to have consequences that that child will never, ever forget. Yep. A slap on the hand, two months later, they cheat on a test, or they go into a store. You know, I asked a good friend of mine yesterday, I said, hey, when you go into a store and the person gives you the wrong change in your favor, do you let them know that? Well, sometimes. what do you mean, sometimes? Yeah. Do you or don't you? Yeah. You know. Well, no, I, I don't. Uh, you know, they made a mistake. But you're cheating by taking that money. You really are. And these are the lessons that one of your callers said that we teach our kids every day. You know, we I, Jack, we I, bend I, you the know, rules, but. N-
2: I, I hear you loud and clear. That study you mentioned about the uh, you know ninety seven percent of those kids ninety
5: seven percent. Oh but, my god!
2: But the, and that's the first part of this. And the second part, which I'm glad you brought up, and I do think this is the the part that parents, and coaches and teachers are don't are reluctant because they don't want to be the bad guy and and put out a punishment which is pretty difficult for the kid to have to absorb. But you go th- when you go through a punishment. That uh, when you're a youngster, you don't forget. You don't understand. You don't forget that ever. If it's just like, oh, you get a timeout for, for an hour, well, that's no big deal. But if yeah. you have a real. No big deal. But I'm telling you, Jack, and Jack, I got to run to you a know, break, but, but let, me, let, me, let me wrap this up. But I'll tell you that I, I think you're onto something here. And I want to talk about some, 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 uh, some more solutions in the second uh, part of the show. But uh, Jack, thank you as always. And of course, we'll talk again soon. Uh, you know, I was just going to say that we're going to have to really come to grips with the fact if you want the next generation of athletes to understand how wrong it is to cheat, those punishments, uh, whatever the infraction may be with the youngster, they've got to have some real some heft to them in order to get their attention, to make them really think about what they did wrong and they won't ever do it again. All right, let me, let me take a pause. Uh, when I return after Mark Renee's update, we'll go right back uh, to your calls. I mean, you're going to get some more thoughts about this. 1 337 6666.
1: This is The Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York Sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM, WFAN, New
2: York. We've been discussing the impact of uh, cheating at the Major League Baseball level and how it has, has uh, an effect. It makes uh, with sports parenting and it makes you reflect uh, as a as a mom or dad what you have to do to basically teach your youngster, the next generation of athletes, uh, how wrong it is. Uh, to cheat when it comes to playing sports and and of course, we know uh, cheating is is everywhere, uh, and the fact is we 've already established in the first half of the show this morning that one is you 've got to educate the kids and repeat and repeat and repeat how wrong it is to try to to cheat in the games they play, and two, we have to consider how do we do something. To, to put up some sort of like severe or serious punishments uh, or chastisements that get the kids' attention so they'll at least think twice before being tempted to to skirt the rules when it comes to competing. Uh, but first, uh, before we get to your calls at 1-877-337-6666, a couple of quick updates. First of all, tomorrow morning, uh, this is kind of cool, in the uh, 10 o'clock hour on the, uh, the Today Show on NBC, Uh, I'm going to be a guest uh, talking about uh, topics, current topics in the world of sports parenting. I'll also be promoting the the idea, which you've heard me talk about, of having a a national commissioner of youth sports. Time has come. You guys have heard me say this many, many times. Anyhow, it's tomorrow morning on the Today Show in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, Obviously, feel free to tune in or I'll be sure to get a a link of the segment and I'll post it on uh, AskCoachWolf.com. Also, regarding my book, The Sports Parenting Edge, I have some good news. I am going to be reissuing that book uh, very soon in an updated and revised edition. Uh, The first edition of The Sports Parenting Edge, that came out close to 20 years ago, but in going through it, I have found the advice in that book to be timely and sound. So I'm going to update it and uh, make it more current, and I'm going to republish it soon. So if you go online to Amazon, right now you'll still find some of the older copies uh, available uh, I would ask you not to buy those copies and wait until the new edition is posted. Uh, that'll happen in the next few weeks, and of course, I'll keep you posted as to when that happens. Okay, let's talk about cheating in sports. Let's get back to our callers uh, because I do think this is something where every every sports parent has to have some some concerns uh, to talk about. Let's go to uh, let's go over to Hackensack in Jersey. Sam is uh, standing by. Sam, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Um- to me, very good. How are you? I'm fine, Sam. Good. Cheating
4: to me, is it's like the old thing with being pregnant. Either you do it or you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem to me. We go back, and as baseball fans, I, I mean, I'm 63. I've been a fan since I was seven years old. you wax poetic about spitball pitchers, things like that. Cheating. Steroids. Cheating. This is just cheating on a higher magnitude. Either you cheat or you don't cheat. And the problem is, kids, it's hard enough to get young people into baseball these days. Basketball and football has taken so much of that away, and soccer as well. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be very difficult to not, kids, especially kids say that are Astros fans, are going to circle the wagons. They're going to say, well, you know, Altuve is my, my favorite player. I don't think he cheated. It's, we call it a new word now, gamesmanship. So, either you got to like rope it in and explain cheating is cheating or it's not cheating. It's just trying to get an edge. And I think that's a gray area that generations are going to be fighting about long after we're done.
2: Sam, I I know what you're saying about gamesmanship, and that's become the very much in vogue term that somehow that sort of washes away all the sins of cheating. Mm -hmm. But let's be candid, gamesmanship is just a synonym for cheating. And oh, I found an edge. Well, you know. Particularly now we're talking about kids. We're talking about kids ages five through, through uh, you know middle school, high school, and college. Uh, they can label it anything they want. But the fact is, if you're cheating, then you have to understand you have to endure the consequences. And I'm not quite sure these days that the consequences of being caught are are strong enough. To deter any kid uh, from doing this, because they look at the at the big league players or the coaches, and they uh, you know they're thinking, well, they'll be suspended uh, or be fired, but people will forgive and forget, and they'll be back to baseball in a year. I mean, it's it's a little different. Uh, I have a hard time drawing a parallel here. Okay, Pete Rose. Nobody loved baseball more than Pete Rose did, but he broke the rules. He cheated, and he's gone. I mean, he's he's not getting in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Joe Jackson, going back even further. I mean, the fact is, how do we how do we get the message across to the kids so that it really sticks and has some merit uh, and makes them think ahead about, dude, I really want to do this. Is this really going to have a an adverse impact on who I am and my career?
4: It's going to be very hard.
2: Yeah. I know. And, you
4: know, and, and I, I also think, you know, well, to me, I, I can't wrap my head around how you can keep a conspiracy like this without getting out. I have to believe other players knew. I have to believe because of the union everybody kinda kept quiet. It's now they gotta kinda blow this thing up. And yep. They gotta it's got to be a major, major thing. And one more point. They're getting into a very slippery slope here with sports betting getting so endemic. You're talking about people's money. People yep. that bet on certain teams. You have every right to expect a clean contest. Casinos can lose their licenses if a, say, uh, if a craps table is fixed. So they're getting into a slippery slope here. Baseball has a lot of work to do. And to try to let message down to kids, I think it's going to be tough Eventually it'll get there, but this is a major, major operation.
2: I, I couldn't agree more and, and thank you for your thoughts today. And um you know, I, I uh you know, I do think this is a very, very big Big concern, and I, I don't know how Major League Baseball is going to try to counter this. Do they now start running commercials saying, you know, hey, play the game straight, uh, don't cheat? Uh, we talked mention about gamemanship. That's right. It's a very close cousin to cheating. Uh, and obviously, we haven't talked, and I really don't want to get into a conversation today about about gambling. But yeah, this is this is parenting stuff. I mean, the, the fact is. Uh, You got to start as a mom or dad who loves sports. You got to start teaching your kids by the time they're five or six. You got to let them know again that winning is only considered honorable when you win by staying within the rules of the sport. You got to tell your kid that, make them understand that this is important. Winning by cheating is false, it's not authentic, it's not fair to your teammates or to your opponents. And you know, tell them, he said, Look, how would you feel? If you worked at a, at a game and, and tried so hard and tried to win, and you found out afterwards that your opponent was cheating in a game against you, how would you feel about that? These are the basic fundamental lessons that we need to really hone in on and drill into our kids, and we hope that our kids' coaches would, quite frankly, teach the same kind of thing, because you know it, it's it's we're, we're surrounded in society. As uh, Coach Smithland said, if you ain't cheating, you aren't trying. And that's that's a bad, bad lesson to be having our kids learn. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Freehold. Hey, Don, good morning. You're on the fan.
6: Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for taking my call. I think yes. you hit it on the head. You know, you mentioned before, quote-unquote, parents, teachers, right, and, yes. and coaches. And the fundamentals are, are this, at home. Uh, you need to be at home with your kids. Uh, you know, we have uh, single-parent homes. Our coaches are, are, are you know, they're they're what what's so unfortunate for our coaches is a lot of our parents who are single parent homes send their kids to babysit. Yeah, and and my my problem with this is if you get down to the basic common denominator, it really gets down to the fact that there are single parent homes, there are no mothers and fathers teaching their kids basic fundamental Christian values about about sports, about what it takes to be a really good kid and and a really good athlete, and and I hate to say this, it gets down to cultural rot, and I think that's what we're experiencing here in our country. Well,
2: I got to, let, let me stop you there, Don. And I, I hear I know your concerns, and, and thank you for your your call this morning. I don't want to pin this on single parents that's not fair. I mean, the fact is whether uh, a kid is blessed to have two parents in their family or a single parent, at some point the youngster is being driven to a game or a practice, and that's the fine time for either the mom or the dad, whoever the single parent may be, to say, you understand when you play sports, it's all about fair play and and an equal playing field or level playing field, and you cannot cheat in these games. Uh, Cheating is not allowed. Cheating is not to to be condoned, and those are the Perfect little moments, you can spend three, four minutes just reminding your youngster that cheating is wrong and and um I think that's just again parenting one one We know that sports parenting is unbelievably complicated these days, but that's a lesson that should be mentioned uh, very, very strongly. Anytime you're taking a kid to a game or a practice, whatever, and make sure they understand it. If you have to, ask, help them to repeat it back to you that, no, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to cheat. I don't think that's the way to play sports. That's, uh, let's go over to Eric in Ronkonkoma. Hey, Eric, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning. morning, Rick. Hey, Eric. You know,
7: the, the, the thing that's, you know, you, you brought up a great point. You know, it's it's what, what does the person who's doing the cheating think is going to be a bad thing? You know, uh, repercussion to it because everyone's different in that regard. You know, some people are like, well, I don't, I don't really care if I cheat because I'm going to get to keep all the money. You know, others are like, well, I, I get a championship out of it. You know, even if, even if they do find that I was cheating, you know, I'm still, I still got a trophy. Yes. On there. I mean, it, you know, it, it, there's there's so much to it on there. Personally, I think you know, I know a lot of people have brought up, you know, the, for example, like the Houston should vacate the titles or whatever. Something like maybe etching a place in history, you know, where people say, you know, back in in, in, uh, 2020, you know, this particular person, you know, where where they know specifically that uh, something happened to that person, maybe the public shaming of it in in history might be enough. I mean, look, look at what's going on. I mean, I don't want to bring politics into it, but, you know, you got Donald Trump going through what he's going through. People are going to remember that through history. Well, let's look. Let, no, so, let, so maybe, maybe there's something to
2: that. Well, Eric, I will say this, and let's keep it within the realm of sports. But I will tell you so, that, yes, I, I do think that the uh, when somebody cheats these days and they win, uh, either they get a pot full of money or they they rationalize this and say, "Well, you know, everybody's cheating, so why should I be singled out for being a bad person?" I do believe that the important part of this and the reason why we still remember about. Pete Rose and about Joe Jackson is because they were shamed for life and i, I don 't think exactly. that 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 kind of stigma that kind of staining doesn't seem to have the same impact today and I think it's because of the fact that so many of our top athletes are are being caught whether it's NFL people players you know being caught for uh, for PEDs or major league baseball players or PEDs or whatever sport it may be Olympic athletes it doesn't it seems to just brush off them like eh, so what they got caught we move on but nobody seems to say hey wait a minute this is this is really a stigma that's going to stay with you for the rest of your days and that's right and- you know we're not trying to make we know life is short and we're not trying to yeah. you know to to punish people but at this point, if you do something that stupid and that wrong uh, and that illegal, you really need to pay the price. Hey, thank you for your thoughts this morning. Appreciate it, Eric. Let me let me take a a time out. Uh, obviously, I want to come back and talk more about this. Get more of your calls at 1-877-337-6666. But let me take a time out. Come back with more after this. Hey, back here on the Sports Edge, we're talking about uh, how we can teach our kids. Uh, the next generation of athletes, uh, to stay away and to steer clear from cheating. Uh, look, we all know as adults and grown-ups that it's really, really hard to win, uh, particularly at the top levels in sports. We get that. And I think it's safe to say that cheating, it's the kind of human instinct or temptation that we're unfortunately sort of born with. Uh, and that we have to really reinforce to our kids that you, that they shouldn't cheat. It needs to be repeated and repeated and repeated over the course of their childhood. Because you know, you would have thought that uh, in Boston and in Houston, these are bright, accomplished uh, you know people, athletes, uh, managers. You would have thought at some point someone there in those organizations would have said something like, "Hey, isn't this cheating? What happens if we get caught?" And I think that's the kind of thought pattern that we really want to make sure our kids learn about and absorb as they grow up and are tempted, uh, you know, by the various uh, avenues of cheating. Uh, I, I think that's something that we really have to be concerned about. Let's, uh, let's return to our callers. Let's go to over uh, in Manhattan. Let's go to Brian. Brian, good morning. You're on the fan. Very good morning to
8: you, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just had a question for you uh, about the MLBPA. I think they're really in a, in a very tricky spot here. As history tells us, during the steroid era, the MLBPA is uh, likely going to defend and harbor our, the cheaters in the sport. Um, and if I was a clean player, I'd go to the MLBPA and I'd say, I'm one of your constituents also. And, you know, you're hurting me as a clean player by not cleaning up the sport and by harboring these cheating players. Now, how that relates to youth sports to me is, you know, how do we look our youngsters in the eye and tell them that the players who are guilty of cheating are not being punished? Um, Is it really going to be a deterrent if the MLBPA continues to defend the cheaters in the sport? I just want to hear your thoughts on that.
2: Brian, that's a very perceptive observation. Uh, it is a good, good question too. I mean, this reminds me, uh, you know, back in the day during the steroid era of Major League Baseball, yeah, we knew there were a lot of sluggers using steroids uh, to improve their 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 um, their home run output. But there was also a large proportion of major league players who did not cheat. And the question was, well, you know, h- how does this break down? I mean, let's take an example like a cow Ripken Jr. Uh, you know, he didn't cheat. And yet, of course, he's a Hall of Famer. But he played during a time where he had to, he had to look around and say, these guys I'm playing against or some guys I'm playing with are obviously taking uh, illegal drugs. How does this play out? You can't have a double standard. And I, I do believe... Particularly, we keep hearing year after year now with the Hall of Fame uh, candidates. So these guys are now up for Hall of Fame candidacy. They just basically say, no, you're never going to get in the Hall because clearly you cheated when when you were playing. And that's, that's something you cannot overcome. Uh, this is going to mention, uh, you know, like a uh, Pete Rose or Shoeless Joe Jackson. But it's something that, you know, uh, I mean, even A-Rod has said, well, I'm sure I'll never get in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, you probably won't because you cheated. It's as simple as that. Uh, it's hard. I don't know how the Players Association is going to resolve this. I don't know how they should say – you know, try to make it fair across the board. But, you know, we're talking about punishment here, and I don't know how us we, we get around this. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I would even
8: argue that, you know, as a clean player, my future earnings could, have, could potentially be affected by theaters, right? So, you know, are people going to continue to come through the turnstiles to, to see something that they perceive as a, a staged event? Um, you know, as a clean player, how does that square? Uh, secondly, there's another layer to this. If I'm a minor leaguer, you know, working as hard as possible to get to the major league and I'm being blocked effectively by someone who's cheating and preventing me from getting there, you know, how am I, how am I ever going to get to the big league? Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's just another point I wanted to make. I just feel like there's so many layers to this. Um, and I really appreciate your time this morning, thanks
2: so much thank you and I will tell you that 's a real concern and I will tell you having you know worked uh with the Cleveland Indians organization a few years ago uh talking primarily with uh, with uh minor leaguers and also the big league club yeah that 's a real concern i mean the the guys who are in in double uh, a AA or triple a trying to claw the way to the top you know you know simple as that they' they that 's a problem they they just don 't understand how they can compete if the guys ahead of them are taking uh, PEDs. That is a real, real problem. It's as simple as that. And I, I think the Players Association has to confront this, as do it again. I bring this back to moms and dads. We don't get into this issue if you take the time and really reinforce to your young kids who are playing sports that there is no happy ending when you cheat, even if you prevail, even if you win. In the, in the long run it's just not going to work out and you know you're always going to be tainted it's a false victory and um it's it's you know if you ever get caught you're going to be tainted and stained for your life by saying yeah he was a cheater uh, or she was a cheater and that's how they won and that's not a good thing i just this is a major issue as again i, I reinforce it to moms and dads you and to the coaches take the time to repeat and explain and use this opportunity now with Major League Baseball to explain to the, your youngsters how bad this is and how many terrible repercussions there will be down the road. It's as simple as that because, honestly, we have to confront this and confront this now. i will be curious to see how this all plays out in the weeks to come. Okay, that's going to do it for me and this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. Please stick around for J.J. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better